Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. One of the first things that I notice about people, it's going to sound so weird, but it's their teeth. I am obsessed with a good pair of teeth, and I always want to have a good pair of teeth. Do you even call them pairs of teeth? I don't think so. But anyways, achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners, you guys. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? What's your secret about your pair of teeth? Why do they look so good? To get started, all you need to do is order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered right to your door. They make it easy to kick off your smile journey. Bites treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, they accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA or FSA. I freaking loved using my bite aligners. I would wear them during the day and nobody would even know that I was wearing them because they're kind of like invisible. It's pretty iconic. And my teeth, my pair of teeth look great. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code MORBID at bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with bite. Hey, weirdos. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And this is MORBID. I'm not going to sing in this intro because I feel like I sing a lot of intros in, so I I won't do that to you this week. Hey, you know, you do you. Thank you. There it is. (laughs) Totally kidding. Um, So I think before we start um, an Ash-centric episode... Hello there. Hello. uh, We just have a couple of things we wanted to mention. One being that Halloween is coming up. Guys, it's going to be so much fun. We're doing shows for Australia, Europe, and North America, Monday, Wednesday, Friday of the week. What are the dates? The week leading up to Halloween. The week leading up to Halloween. Uh, We put a link for tickets in our bio on Instagram. Yes. Or you can find tickets at where? On locationlive.com slash morbidworldtour. Yay. So make sure you go there, get some tickets. We're doing meet and greets, like a virtual little meet and greet. We sure are. And it's going to be a lot of fun. There's we're, a poster. There's a poster. There's a really cool poster. Yeah. And we're going to theme it for every, like the specific region that we're targeting. So an Australian case each, a European case each, and a North American case and each. And each show is going to have a different costume. That's right. That we're are, doing three costumes each. They're like kind of relating to your places, but not actually. But not really. One they're of them really does. Very loosely for two of them, but one of them definitely. Yeah, like hardcore. <laughs> so make sure you're looking out for that. Um, also, make sure you, if you haven't yet, go check out our podcast show that Ash and I host called Crime Countdown. It's top 10 lists of all kinds of cool things like stolen body parts, 
um, you know, craziest serial killers from the 70s. It can really get you in the Halloween mood. It really can. And it's it's like a good little, like, it's quicker. You mm-hmm. know, it's like quick, like 30 minutes and stuff. So it's like a digestible little list. Yeah. You like, know? you know, you need your true crime fix. And if you don't want to start an episode and be in the middle of it, like a morbid episode, if you're running to the grocery store, yeah. I feel like Crime Countdown is like the perfect thing to put it on. It really is. If you're running out for an errand, it's yeah. perfect or like cleaning. Yeah. And I mentioned this because our Halloween episodes are going to be a lot of fun. There's yes. some really cool categories that we're doing. So I think everybody will dig it. Definitely go give it a look so that we can keep doing it forever because it's so fun and we love podcasts. And I never want to stop. Um, and then the last thing I just wanted to ask everybody, and this is not like business. This is just me wanting to be like, hello, everybody. Let's chat. Yeah, you briefly <laughs> brought this up to me and then I was like, wait, wait, let's do it on the air. Yes, because this is this has been bothering me for days. Okay. So there, Ash, I will give her full credit has introduced me to the world of TikTok. You're welcome. I'm now obsessed and I can't stop watching. You know what it is? Younger millennials need to help out the older millennials. Yeah, you need to Sherpa us into the TikTok world. And you did. Yeah. And I got in, we also got John into it, which is unbelievable because John is literally Ron Swanson. So <laughs> the, fact, the fact that he's into it is huge. I never thought that would happen. But so we'll be, so somebody, and I, don't remember who so if it was you definitely like tell me and bang me over the head with this information yeah somebody tagged me or sent me a message and was like have you seen this weird tiktok account that showed up a couple of weeks ago and it's called you shouldn't be looking Mm -hmm. and i just looked for it because i was going to show ash now i looked at this last night and and i'm mad there was probably like 12 videos and they have 115.3 thousand followers um yeah one million likes wow and i went to show her and it's scrubbed clean yeah there's no videos still there but it says no content so we were in the middle of this is like how far we got in the conversation and then i was like well what was on yeah like what were the videos and then i was like wait let's do this as we're recording so again it's called at you shouldn't be looking right i don't want the name is you shouldn't see yeah and they were these short videos that were just shit like somebody filming in the pitch black down a weird dirt road in the middle of the night but like were they saying anything nothing so then it would just shut off and then there was another one that was a and you see this person's hands it's definitely a man Uh and it looks to be an older man like mid like middle-aged man and he's got cuts all over his hands and his arms and dirty fingernails because he was Scary just digging hands. a fucking grave. And when I say cuts all over his, like, the tops of his hands and his arms, it looks like a cat literally demolished his arms or and his human. hands. And it, it, I don't know if it was self-harm scars or what, but there was a lot of them. They were very obvious, very, like, Were alarming. they scars or were they, like, fresh, fresh cuts? cuts? Okay. And he, one video is him with a suitcase and he's all you see is the suitcase and there's like dark fluid leaking out of the suitcase and he would play these like old-timey music over some of them like jolly music yeah like jolly music like um like and of course i can't remember no it's okay if i asked john because he was like wow the music (laughs) i showed john (laughs) last night he was like the music choices are really doing it for me (laughs) i love that that's what he got out of it (laughs) he was like this is really creepy he's like that's probably human blood wow what a great song he's like this is a jaunty tune that he's playing over it oh fuck and then there's another one where it's like night vision and he's covering up something with leaves but you can't really tell what's going on what the fuck there's no speaking in it whatsoever and they're quick they're weird there's another one where he is throwing that same suitcase over a weird bridge in the middle of the night oh and yeah and there's like fluid leaking out of it all over the bridge that looks to be okay wait. and you see his feet briefly and he has covered his feet in plastic Okay, that's fucked up. And now I have a theory. And I'm a fucked up individual for this being my theory. What if he like, like, videos a series like his his murder, like he like murdered somebody and now he's like cleaning up. Mm-hmm. What if that was one person's murder and now it's wiped clean and he's going to do a start whole another series of videos with another person? Honestly, it, here's the thing, because it's like, there's that and then there's these weird videos of him like in a weird room in a house and you can't really see it. 
it, it's very weird and very like abstract. But like, what is he doing in the room? Nothing. You just see him like filming like a window up in like an attic, and then it just cuts off. The fuck. And then there's another one where you see this desk that he's sitting at, and he's flipping through this like notebook. Where and it's like this weird TikTok sound playing over it of this girl being like, first draw this and then draw this. And he's like flipping through this weird ass sketchbook yeah. with papers and trash everywhere. Oh my gosh. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. And then there's one video of like water, like yeah. weird, like swampy water. Yeah. And then another video I saw was him in the woods and he's filming a train going by oh fuck that and then he pans over to what is clearly a body under a sheet no or something that looks like a body in a sheet and there's there's like clothing next to it oh and then it just cut off and then it's and now i look today and it's everything everything's gone. gone okay number one here's my big problem with you right now i'm actually angry with you we constantly send each other tiktoks why did you never send me this you know why because last night i was looking through it and i was like whoa what is this and then i showed john and then i fell asleep cool rude i love that you fell asleep after <laughs> yeah. watching that and so, also wait i have another theory now i have a theory too okay maybe he's just like a super creative dude and he's like doing it for He's doing it for the gram, quote unquote. Here's my... I have several theories about this. One, it could be an interactive game. Yes. That people are supposed to be looking for hints. Maybe there's a chat room somewhere where everybody's talking about it and it's like a hunt a killer game in real life. I was going to say it's hunt a killer via TikTok. By the way, go get hunt a killer. They're (laughs) awesome. But for real, maybe it could be that. Two, it could be some weird art thing that they think is... I mean, I don't know why they're doing that because you look in the comments of these... And you could see from the beginning, people were like, oh, this is fake. And then all of a sudden, people were going, this oh, is no, not I fake. think this is real, guys. Is someone going to call the police? Like, people were literally like, did you see his hands? Like, what? And he looks older. This is weird. Like, oh, I then, love that we're mad because he's older. I know. Like, and he's older. <laughs> and he's fucking old. Well, no, it just doesn't <laughs> seem like something like a grown ass adult would do. It seems like something yeah. a teenager would do. Right. If, especially if it was like if for art or yeah. not real. But then also there's the... You know, the possibility. Wait, I'm like, old people don't like to play games. Yeah, of course not. (laughs) Old people. Meanwhile, he's probably like 40. What's the possibility? Um, I'm sorry. So then there's the possibility, because as we remember, kids did find suitcases with dead body parts on on TikTok. TikTok. So shit happens. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe this is the next step that killers are taking. TikTok? Using TikTok to film their shit and then scrubbing it clean. But it, uh, here's my issue. Nothing is ever scrubbed clean. But maybe they don't care. Because if you look at the hashtags, too, that's the other big part of this. He used a ton of hashtags, and they were always, like, very manic and very, like, don't look at me. I can't stop. Oh. Please help. Oh, fuck. Uh, it, oh, my God. All, I have, like, spinal chills. They were very, very manic and very alarming. And it was and it, and it seemed like someone reaching out. So I was almost like... Is he doing these things? And he's like, help me stop. Oh, shit. Now I'm having like a panic attack on air. And maybe he started this shit because he wants someone to find him to stop. Yeah. I'm just oh, saying. It's like, it's like the, oh my God, um, the, the crybaby killer. Yes. Oh. Like, like, for God's sake, when somebody going to come stop yes. me? Oh, oh, oh. And if it's not, then... I mean, no, my TM, arms. I'm going to make a movie about this. Because TM, <laughs> my fucking goosebumps right now. Because it's r- truly crazy. And what I just wanted to fuck? see if, if any of our listeners had seen this oh. or if you had, you know, obviously it could be either thing. Yeah. I, I would never, I would love to say that it's very far-fetched, that it's real, but It's really honestly, not that far-fetched anymore. With the way the world is, who the fuck really knows? Nothing in 2020 is far-fetched. But holy shit, if it's not real, kudos. Because you did a, gr- the, you the scared job, the nation. It was immaculate, the way they did wow. it. Wow. Just enough information, never overstepping to the point where you're like, oh, that's fake. That's too much. Like, it was always to the point where you're like, that could be real. Right. Because he never gave too much right it's just weird shit weird environment very dark very dark very disturbing so 
I want to know if Aiden knows about this. Oh, yeah, we should ask. <laughs> Our nephew, Aiden. Yeah. You know, I got to ask him. Seriously. Shout out to Aiden. Hi, Aiden. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up, cuz? What's up, Aiden? Oh, my God. Wow. But yeah, I had to talk about that because. Damn. Holy okay, shit. this is going to. I mean, this case is like very terrifying, but like that's. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Shit. So we really set you up for some more. Yeah, so. you sure did. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. It's, shit. It's a lot to digest, and I'm I'm sad. I can't believe I just looked at it. It's gone. I'm like, I'm sad that it's gone, but also <laughs> grateful that I never had to see it. I'm pretty excited that I did see it. I'm I'm pretty angry with you right now. I mean, we'll see if later when there's an ID discovery story about this that right. I can be like, I remember then I was watching them. Yeah, and I could have remembered, except <laughs> I, I, I showed you TikTok. You did. I showed it you to did. you. I showed you. I, I created you. I think I also thought in my head, I really want to show her this in person because yeah. I like to show you things that are very exciting in person. That is true. You know. <laughs> Thanks, bub. You're welcome. Oh, man. All right. Well, should we get into it? We should get into it. Right, let's just go right on in. Let's do it. Weirdos. We cover some spooky stories, but truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free range farming, but it's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely planned to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store, though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. So it's the morning of May 26th, 1990. It is. Right now. No, back then. (laughs) And Marlene Warren opened the front door of her Florida home to someone who was dressed as a clown. And this clown had flowers and balloons. Shut that door. Yeah, fuck that. Literally, you see a clown and I'm like, I'm out. Mm -mm. Um, And before Marlene saw what else the clown was holding, she was handed the flowers and the balloons. And she made a comment about how pretty they were. And literally, next thing... She knew uh, she was shot in the face. Oh. Yes. Okay. Isn't that the scariest thing ever? Um, I mean, to me, the scariest thing ever is anybody coming to my door. Yeah. Never mind a clown. Nope. Who also shoots me in the face. In the face. In the face. So when the saddest thing is, she thought that the all these gifts might have been from her husband, Mike, because they had been having like some serious problems lately. Nothing, nothing super crazy. They were just arguing here and there. Um, they owned a few businesses together, so I'm sure that added stress. to the yeah. stress. Exactly. Um, they owned a car business. They owned rental properties together. And Mike himself uh, owned some racehorses. And they were doing really well for themselves. They lived in a super expensive neighborhood in Wellington, Florida, called the Arrow Club. The Arrow Club. And it was called the Arrow Club because there's a runway that runs through the back of it. And literally, like, people have, like, pads where they land their planes. Oh. So you can just fly your pl- your private plane home. Oh, so very middle America. Yeah, just, like, super wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? So they had been married for, like, 20 years. Um, and Mike was a great stepdad by all accounts because Marlene was married once before. Uh, she was, like, super, super young when she got married to this guy named John Ahrens. And the reason they got married super young is because Marlene's stepdad was in the Air Force, and she would have had to move to Europe if she oh. still lived with them. So she just got married to her boyfriend, I think. Which, you know, 
doesn't always work and when it it's like that. <laughs> and it, I, I couldn't find anything to say it was like super tumultuous or anything no. like that. It it's just, just when you're like forced into it kind of. Yeah, it doesn't like, work uh. out. Um, so they had uh, two sons together, Johnny and Joe. And this is really sad. Johnny had unfortunately passed away two years before the clown knocked on the door. He was in like a really horrific fatal car accident. Oh, that's so sad. I know. So it was just Joe left. So Joe said that he remembered his mom opening the door that morning after a white Chrysler LeBaron pulled up in the driveway. And he said his mom took the flowers and the balloons. She said, oh my, oh, how pretty. And he thought then he heard a balloon popping. But he re- he realized that the clown had pulled out a pistol and shot his mother directly in the face. What the fuck? Like point blank range. That's Holy terrifying. Shit. Like what? So she fell to the floor, and there was people over for breakfast that morning. Joe had his friends over for breakfast. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, oh my god. So she falls to the floor, and everyone comes like rushing to her side. And Joe tried to chase after the clown to get the clown to stop, but he had just gotten some kind of accident, and he broke his leg. So he was in like a super bulky no. leg cast. And this is the creepiest fucking part. The cl- everybody who was there that morning said that the clown like calmly walked away after shooting Marley. Like Michael Myers style. Like literally just walked back to the... W- also, white Chrysler LeBaron, like very recognizable oh, car. Oh yeah, that's a very conspicuous car. So he said he chased after the clown. He tried to chase, but obviously his leg is broken, oh, so man. he can't chase. And he said the clown turned around and looked at him briefly before continuing just to slowly get in the car and slowly drive away. That's a legitimate nightmare. Like, I was watching, there's um, a 48 hours about it, and I was watching it, and the pain in this kid's eyes, as oh. he has, like, PTSD, clearly. Oh, of course. And he's, like, a grown adult now, obviously, but... Like, you just saw your mother shot in the face right. by a clown. Right. And then you tried to chase said clown, and it turns around, looks you dead in the face, and right. then gets in a car and drives away casually? S- all slowly. That's like the scariest part of this whole entire thing. Like you can't even make that up. No. So Joe and his friend who had been over for breakfast, like I said, they hop in the car and try to like find the the LeBaron, but they were never able to catch up. <gasps> so this clown just fucking disappears into the day because this is into morning. the middle of the day. It was literally 11 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And it's like, what? So they try to catch up. They're not able to. He was able to, though, give the police a description of the clown. So the clown had an orange wig, all white and red makeup, a big red clown nose. Yep. Um, and only brown eyes were showing. He said, I know that the clown had brown eyes because he wow, like, good for him. He or she looked me directly in the eyes. Wow. Um, and it was like a big clown costume. So like I just said, he or she, because he, Joe wasn't sure whether yeah. it was a man or a woman. Clown is a perfect way to hide that. Yeah. And um, the clown was wearing like regular high top shoes, not clown shoes. Ew. Right? I don't know why that's gross. I don't either. And I, I was reading it and I was like, oh, like I need to put that in there. And then yeah. I was like, is it weird that I just put that in there? No, I don't know why that's gross to me, but it's like... It adds to the creep. Yeah. Because you're wearing these like big ass like clown pants with like human shoes. Oh. It gives... You know what it fucking reminds me of? Donnie Darko. Yes. When um, it's... the I think the clown in Donnie Darko is wearing regular shoes. I and think you're right. I think Frank is wearing regular shoes. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's a dark vibe. Yeah, it is. It's a dark vibe. So Marlene was still alive. Oh, good. Mm, yeah. Oh. She was rushed to the hospital and immediately she was put on life support. Oh, no. Uh, there was a bullet lodged in her spinal cord. Oh. And unfortunately, a lot couldn't be done to save her. Uh, tips came into detectives just three hours after Marlene was shot, saying to look into her husband and a woman who that worked for him. And a woman who worked for him. I'm going to fuck her up. Always. Um, and this woman worked at the used car business, Bargain Motors, and her name oh. was Sheila Keen. So Sheila was 26 and she had a son of her own from a previous marriage. She did car repossessions for the business and everybody said that she was the perfect person for the job because she was aggressive, fearless, and if worse came to worse, Sheila, if worse came to worst is what I meant to say, Sheila carried a 38 caliber pistol for protection. Oh. So there you go. Boom. Cut and dry, right? Dunsky. Wrong. Whoa. (laughs) Wrong. Wow. 
So it was a gun that her husband and her had owned together previously, but they were now separated, like divorced. Um, And there was a lot of rumors about Sheila being like a don't mess with me type of lady. All those rumors were true. Which is a good way to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But there were also rumors, and this is not a good way to be, that she and Mike were having an affair together. Oh, fuck her. And fuck him. Some employees even said that they got caught having sex in the office. That's disgusting. On not one, but multiple occasions. Divorce your wife. Right. I don't understand that. What the fuck? I don't either. Holy shit. You can have all the sex you want in the office once you divorce your wife. So, but here's the problem. A lot of their businesses were in Marlene's name. Oh. Exactly. So that was a problem. So when detectives finally tracked down Mike, he was miles away in a car with some of his friends headed to a racetrack. So there was literally no way that he would be able to dress like a clown, kill Marlene, clean himself up, and then get dressed and make it look like he was super far on the road. Like, it was just humanly impossible. And there was multiple people in the car to back up the timeline. And I just feel like this worked out perfectly in his favor. It's like, oh, no, I was going to the racetrack. Like, I was miles and miles away. It's like very convenient day to be miles oh, yeah. and miles away. Of course. So whatever. Detectives start following up on the tips into Sheila and they start looking into her. So they went to flower shops and grocery stores all around the area trying to narrow down where the balloons or the flowers came oh, from. Oh, yeah. I didn't think Which was really smart. Um, And they were also calling costume shops to find out about the clown costume. And they called these women, I hope I say the name right, Barbara Castricone and Deborah Offord. And they worked at a local costume shop. Okay. And they had some interesting information. So they told detectives that two nights earlier, a woman had come in just as they were closing. And she was like super adamant about seeing the clown costumes, which on any day is fucking weird, but especially now. So one of the women was like, oh, like, can you come back the next day? Because we're closing right now. We can't show you all of our clown costumes. Yeah, exactly. And Sheila, I mean, the woman, uh, told them (laughs) that they needed something right then and there. Um, And then whoever it was, Sheila, uh, bought a clown costume separately, an orange wig, a red nose, and some white makeup. Wow. So whoever, whoever. The level of dumb. Well, I'm like, you're going to buy that distinctive of a costume. I mean, don't go and kill somebody anyway in any kind of costume. But that costume and that costume and going to a costume shop. Right. Like not just getting, you know, it it, it just seems like you're really pinpointing yourself here. You're asking for it. And to like ask people about the clown costumes to like make another trail. And to be like super adamant. Like, no, I like you need to be like, like. Going in the middle of the day when there's a ton of other people there and just you need to buy like more than one thing. You're a dumbass. Yeah, you're stupid. I like that we just spelled out for people how to do this in the future. (laughs) So cool, cool, cool. So the detectives asked the woman to describe like the super pushy customer and both women described somebody who looked a lot like Sheila Keen. Because it was her. Yes. And then they were pretty sure it was her when they were shown a photo lineup. They like pointed her out and they said they couldn't be 100% sure, but like they were like very very sure pretty sure it's this bitch basically they i think they like didn't want to be wrong but they were like yeah yeah because i i imagine that must be really difficult to be like i know it's that person but like but what is that tiny little chance it's not and i fucked their whole life over like so you're like i'm pretty sure it's her i think so so luckily tracking down the balloons turned out to be a lot easier than they thought because the two balloons were like very distinct balloons one of them said she's real dumb she's real dumb and she's terrifying because one of these balloons said you're the greatest what the fuck isn't that so first of all like terrifyingly creepy but also like what? And then the other Ew. one had Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on it. I hate everything about this. It's like, what the fuck? And I think, that, I don't know, just to like add to the creepiness, um, the flowers, I'm pretty sure were carnations. Oh. Yeah. So I wow. Like, I hate carnations. I don't like carnations either. So, yeah. In Snow White, I feel like, and sorry for all the Snow White heads out there, but like, I think Snow White is like a really weird ass tale. Like, oh, I, I do. It's very, I mean, like, seven men I, are just living with this group. Like, and she's literally there to like clean for them. And yeah. like, it, and then like the whole falling into a coma shit. He can, it's just weird. It's a very weird tale. I won't let the girls watch it. Really? I've yet, yet to let them watch Snow White. Yeah, it's weird. It's very dark. So that's a weird one to put on a balloon for this. So yeah, Snow White, creepy, creepy, and you're the greatest creepy, creepy. They So the detectives are able to determine that the balloons were bought at this grocery store called Publix Grocery Store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, those are like still around. 
We oh, don't I, have them here. I thought you were kidding. I was like, I thought you were like, oh, yeah, like oh, Publix. Yeah. No, they're like a real thing. No, oh, I never heard they're of They're not that. around here, though. No. So the employees there gave them a similar description to the woman at the costume store, Sheila. And when they looked at the time that the balloons were purchased, it was 922 in the morning. And that was just an hour and a half before the shooting. Jesus. So, so she, she did was... this that day. Wow. And what? I love that these people, I, that I imagine they're just like, you know what? She looked like a Sheila. Yeah, it's I think, weird. I think her name was Sheila. She looked very Sheila-ish to I, me. I think she said her name was Sheila. Yeah, she just, I like, I sniffed and I was like, ooh, is that oh, Sheila? That's a Sheila vibe you're that's giving off. That's a Sheila stench. She's not Sorry, a Sheila. Sorry, Sheila. She's a Debbie. <laughs> What's that from? You're not a Sheila. You're a Debbie. What I, is that from? I have no idea. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I need to, somebody tell me. Anyways. Help. Discover the secret to healthy skin with Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream. This is their thickest, richest cream yet, and it's a perfect addition to your skincare routine. My skin has been ridiculously dry this winter season. Like, it, it was painful. I'm not even kidding you. But if your skin is dry, if you have age-related chronic dryness, or if your skin just needs a little extra love post-procedure, let me tell you, this is the cream for you. Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream is a buttery, ultra-rich lipid cream that is a heavy freaking hitter for a compromised skin barrier. It provides a replenishing blend of ceramides, lipids, natural minerals, and potent antioxidant compounds that is clinically proven to provide 24-hour moisture, reduce redness, and firm skin. Let me tell you something. I've been using this for over a month now, definitely, and my skin does feel really firm, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and it feels so replenished because let me tell you, like I said, it's been so dry, but not anymore thanks to the Bora Barrier Repair Cream. Discover Bora Barrier Repair Cream online or in store at Sephora or at DrunkElephant.com. So another Sheila vibe. She only lived half a mile away from the fucking grocery store. Wow, Sheila. I'm like, girl. So quick, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Wow. The detectives obviously did not think that this was a coincidence. No? No, me either. Good. I mean, some would. So yeah. I am glad that I, they didn't. We're not dealing with the LAPD. <laughs> no, here. we're not. So they go talk to Sheila. And so meanwhile, back at the hospital, Marlene, unfortunately, was being taken off life support. Oh, Marlene. I know. Marlene's mother, Shirley, had got a call telling her what was going on while she and Marlene's stepfather were like vacationing, visiting their friends in Arizona. And you get a phone call that mm -hmm. says your daughter was shot in the face in her home by a fucking clown. And is on life support. You would think that was a prank call. I'd be like, no. Right. Not, that whole thing did not happen. No. That, you can't put all those things together. Exactly. So they fly back to Vegas where they lived and then they got on another plane and they promptly went to be by Marlene, Marlene's bedside. Uh, Marlene's son, Joe, was there. And this really pissed off Shirley. Mike was there because oh i would want to fuck that guy up oh yeah well i, and, I do want to fuck that guy oh up. i do too like presently you're going to want to in the end as well i want to murder him so shirley told peter van sant from cbs news that marlene had recently confided in her that if anything happened to her mike did it that oh and it's also like if you ever have to say that in your you life, gotta get out. Run. So she get as far away from. I'm not like blaming anybody, no, like of our victim not. blaming or anything, but it's just like, please know that if you are ever saying the words, if anything is to happen to me, mm -hmm. blame this person that I'm still currently in a relationship with. I know. Get out. So get here's out. the thing. I think. Because I couldn't find a lot about, like, her wanting to leave or anything like that. But I think it was overshadowed by, like, just, like, the craziness yeah. that is this case. But I think her mom said, like, please come live with me. And it seems like she might have been planning to, to yeah. go. So but I think she always, was. It's always too late. But it's also, especially in this case, it's so tough because they have all these intertwining things that connect them. And businesses. And businesses. Such. Like, that fucks you up. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, it's always hindsight. Yeah. But it's like, oh, And it, it just sucks so it much. It kills me. Um, so Shirley knew that Mike had an airtight alibi, but that didn't mean that he wasn't involved. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can have an alibi. That's actually even... I think that's even more perfect. You have an alibi for you. Right. But it doesn't mean that somebody who you have hired to do this exactly. or have convinced to do this exactly. has... Exactly. Yeah. So, and then we're, we're going to get into this later, but I don't think that Mike had to do much convincing. I don't think this was his plan. I if somebody's willing to do this, I don't think they need a lot of convincing. No, exactly. It I sounds agree. to me like somebody who does this was going to do this yeah. eventually. Is a little bit of a cuckoo nut man, a little bit or woman. We're inclusive here. 
So unfortunately, Maureen was taken off life support two days after the shooting. Aww. It's really sad. And the bullet removed from her spinal cord was determined to be from either a 38 caliber pistol. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, you know, like the one Shirley had? Oh, that one. Yeah. Or, oh my god, not Shirley. Shirley's the mom. Sheila. Oh, like Sheila. Like the one Sheila had. Oh. I'm so sorry. She's a Sheila, not a Shirley. Um, they And they couldn't be sure that it was a 38 because there was also a possibility that it was from a 357. But oh, it was okay. one of the two guns. So... That's, you know, that's a red flag. It's a good little piece of something to connect later. Right. And it made the detectives even hotter on Sheila's trail, obviously, because she had a 38. So they came knocking at her door and Sheila told the detectives that the morning of the shooting, she was out doing car repossessions. But the bummer was that she couldn't remember any of the cars that she had repossessed that day. Oh, that's stinky. I feel like if you have a car repossession job, you're like stoked to go out and repossess cars and like you know which ones you're looking for. Because if you're in that business, you're like, let's do this. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) you're like the people that give tickets on Newberry Street. And you can't, you can't remember one. Right. Not one. Like Like you, you said you were out all morning. Yeah. You must have, like that must have been at least a couple. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. Love that for you. So strange, you know? She also told them that she had misplaced that gun about a month before the shooting. Oh, you know. So clumsy. I just lost it. So like forgetful. I, like I would lose my wallet. Yeah, I hate when I lose a gun. And it's so stupid. Because the thing is, you don't lose a fucking gun. And remember, she had a child. Yeah. If you if you Whoops. did lose your gun yeah. with a child in your home, like your child should be taken away there, from there's you. There's more issues here at hand. Yes, than that. exactly. So cool, cool, cool. She also denied having any relationship whatsoever with Mike Warren, just a good friendship. So like she denied having a romantic relationship, I should say. I don't believe you. Yeah. And you know what? Neither did the neighbors because when they were interviewed, they said that they saw Mike Warren coming and going from Sheila's house so often that they thought he was her husband. Dear God. They thought he was her husband. And it's like, dude, you can become her husband if you want. Like, nobody's trying to stop you. the marriage. And you know what? I feel like Marlene was, like, the kind of person that would just be like, cool, like, fuck right off then. Get the fuck out of here. I'm keeping my businesses, but fuck you. You can go be with this lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you can call her a twat. She's a twat. <laughs> like, this In this woman, case, she's a twat. She's a real twat. So when Marlene had told Shirley, like, if anything happens to me, look into Mike, she also said that Mike was hardly ever home anymore. Oh. So it's like, this is just all adding up. I feel so bad. And, oh, you feel so bad? And he really stopped being around as much when she needed him the most, when her oldest son had died. That's when all this started. Wow. So he's literally a monster, a fucking monster. Right. And I mean, I'm pretty sure that she married him when her kids were young. Like, Fuck so him. he was their dad, you know, yeah. like for all intents and purposes. And her surviving son, Joe, said that he was like, he was like our dad. You yeah. Know? And here he is not giving a shit. Exactly. So shitty, shitty, shitty. Ugh. It makes me so angry. But luckily, the police had a good case going unluckily their evidence was really just circumstantial of course which sucks but that was until a car was found just four days after the shooting you don't say a car matching the description of the one that that calm clown was just driving away that la baron la baron and it was found it was so funny because when you were saying um the the grocery store that's like you're like oh yeah they're out there yeah yeah um this is a winn-dixie grocery store oh there you go and the only reason i knew what that was is because of winn-dixie I figured. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so the LeBaron is there. And when they checked to see who the LeBaron belonged to, this is like such a like a twist. It had been stolen from a car rental place called Payless. Ooh. Like Payless. Like Payless Shoes. Yes, that's why I said it like that. <laughs> Payless Cars. Right. Um, so this is where the story, like I said, gets weirder. Mike Warren knew about Payless because he had been sued by that company. Huh. Yeah. For running an ad that looked exactly like theirs. His was kind of supposed to say, like, pay less as two oh. separate words, but that was, like, the one word that their company was. Uh. But in the ad, there was barely a space. And they were like, yeah, like, people are going to call you instead of us. Like, that's, you can't do that. <laughs> no, no. No, no, sir. Bad not today. And so the last people who rented the LeBaron were a couple, and they ended up calling Bargain Motors Mike's used car place instead of pay less where they rented the car from huh so whoever answered the phone at bargain motors told them to leave the car on the street and put the keys in the visor i'm willing to bet who that was yeah same z's yeah so the couple thought it was like weird but they were like okay like why why would we question that right exactly so cool who do you think the next person was to drive that lebaron 
Oh, I don't know. I can't. I can't even begin to think. I feel like it might have been Sheila. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Sheila. Yeah. So okay. inside the LeBaron, detectives found strands of long brown hair, just like Sheila's long brown hair. Everybody that described her, she had like almost like hippie hair, like parted in the middle and like super, super long and thick, like brown ass hair. I bet it was shitty. Yeah. Uh, I, I like hate to say this, but she actually had nice hair in the beginning. I bet it smelled gross. Well, she definitely smells gross. Yeah. And later on, her hair sucks. And yeah. I actually talk about so it. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, They also found orange fibers that looked exactly like the ones that came from that clown wig. Gross. So that's cool. The only issue was that DNA testing wasn't really advanced in the early 90s. No? No. So the results just came up similar when they compared it to Sheila's uh, hair. Which is no good. And the clown wig and clown costume was never found. Really? Never found. Huh, I wonder what that bitch did with or it. Or the gun. The gun was never found either. Oh, I want to know where I it mean, is. they lived in Florida, so I feel like there's plenty of places yeah, where she could have like just... like a swamp somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or like some weird ass random body of water. Um, but they were lucky because they did get a search warrant for Sheila's apartment. And Sheila's apartment was just nine miles away from this one Dixie's grocery store. Huh. So she's doing this at all these like local ass grocery stores. Yeah, it's like, girlfriend... Do you think you could maybe drive more than, like, 10 minutes down the road to do any of this? Yeah, and just, like, clear the odometer so they can't tell. Like, a, what a lazy son of a bitch. Exactly. So, uh, so they go into her apartment, and they got some more samples of her hair, and they found orange fibers consistent with the ones found in the LeBaron on Sheila's clothing. Gross. But again, that's really just circumstantial evidence, yeah. so they can't do a lot. Like, yeah, this they is... can't be like, there's orange fibers and there's here too. Right. Because that can be anything. Exactly. And unfortunately, it's just like, it's not a strong case, so no. they don't want to go with it yet until they get something better. Because it could definitely fall apart and then she would just walk. Exactly. And mm, never mind. Uh-oh. No. Okay. So looking back into Mike too, because the LeBaron was connected to him and Bargain Motors, now they could get a warrant for Bargain Motors. Thank and, goodness she sucked so much. I know. And they did get the warrant and they didn't find anything to help in Marlene's case, but they found enough evidence to get Mike arrested on Ooh. charges. Are you ready? Of racketeering, Damn. grand theft auto, odometer tampering. So like I said, she really could have cleared that oh, odometer. It's like, it's like Matilda. I, I know. That's what I was. <laughs> I literally wrote that in here. And insurance fraud. Wow. So like I'm literally picturing like Matilda's fat That's dad. That's literally what I'm picturing is Danny DeVito. Yes. <laughs> her dad. Exactly. Danny DeVito, I love your work. <laughs> I have to throw them in there because people get mad at me now if I don't connect it to, to Mean Girls. You got to. Okay. So yeah, he was immediately arrested, obviously. And he actually served four years in prison. Not enough. But no, not enough. And they were never able to connect him to Merlene. That's fucked. Which is really, really fucked. So where is he? Well, hold on. So, <laughs> well, hold up. I just want to talk. He's actually pretty local, so we could talk. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gray area between the years Mike got out of jail in 2002. So it's like, uh, I think, I don't know exactly what year they got him, but it was in the 90s, like mid 90s and then to 2002. Okay. Um, Mike argued with Marlene's son, Joe, about who should keep the house. And Joe <sighs> got left with like nothing. That is pisses me off right so much and this is really sad because like i said mike was basically his dad yeah. and they were like completely disconnected now and he was basically abandoned and he actually had a really hard time for a while and he got into drugs obviously to like cope with the loss of his mom yeah he was going through a ton of shit really going through a ton of shit but this will make you happy i, I put this in the middle on purpose okay good um he really turned his life around and he started his own construction company and he said in 48 hours that he owes it to his mom because he <gasps> learned so much from her when he because she would take him to like the rental properties yeah. anytime they fixed anything and if he said if she couldn't fix it herself and she could fix like almost anything herself Badass. she'd hire someone and whoever she hired she would have Joe watch them fix I it. I love that. And he was like I learned so much. Oh good for you Joe. Oh, I, I love Joe. Good job. So back to the shit stains. Mm. In 2002 Sheila moved away with her son and got married in Vegas to this guy. Oh good. Uh, she got married to this guy named Mike Warren. Okay. They got married. Oh, it was the Mike. The Mike Warren. Oh, shit. I forgot his last name was Warren. Yes. She married Mike Warren after claiming that they had no fucking romantic relationship. I'm not shocked at and all. And you're like the primo suspect in his wife's murder and you're going to go get married? That's so flagrant. They yeah. don't care. 
No, they don't care at all. And I'm like, you literally said that you weren't having a relationship in the first place, and now you're getting married? Yeah, you're pieces of shit. Like, at at least be honest and be like, yeah, we were having an affair. Yeah, we were having an affair, but if you're going to lie, be like, it didn't have anything to do with her murder, obviously. Exactly. And then they'd be like, well, yes, it did. They obviously think everyone around them is not as smart as them, but in reality, they're fucking idiots. Oh, and they're like assholes, too, and I'll get into that. I mean, yeah. So they settled down in Virginia, and they opened a fast food restaurant in Tennessee, because I guess it's like just like right over the border right there. I don't remember. Called maps. adultery and murder. Is oh, that no. what it's called? It was called the purple cow. Close. S- similar. Yeah. They, they were cows, so they there were, it is. Yeah. Um, and Sheila was going by Deb or Debbie now. Oh, cute. Because she said that's what her dad called her when she was younger. That's weird as fuck, Sheila. That's not your name. Yeah, that's not your name. That's not a cute story. That just means your dad's dumb and he didn't know what your real name was. <laughs> I think like, it was her middle name. <laughs> whatever. Wait, that's your actually, name. you're not a Sheila, you're Debbie. That's weird. That is weird. Sheila Debbie, what the fuck? Yeah. Also, need- like, that's not your name. No, it's not your name. That's not my name. <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So she also, now this is when I get mad about her hair. She dyed her long brown hair, this horrific fucking shade of what she wants to say is blonde. I just looked up in Google and I saw it. It is not blonde. No. I don't know what that is. It's, uh... It's bronze. It's not... It, yeah. It's like... Ugh, it's fucking nasty. It's not a color found in nature. No, it made my stomach turn. And I hate to say this, but it wasn't professionally done. <laughs> and I'm not hating on you if you box dye your hair, because Elena box dyes yeah. her hair and she does a great job. I'm so, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so anyways, employees at the Purple Cow remember that Shebby, that's, Shebby. that's what I, Shebby. I'm going to call her from now on, Sheila Debbie. Uh, Shebby and Mike were difficult to work for. Oh, you don't say. Right? Uh, if something was even slightly wrong, like they would not let you hear the end of it. And people really tried their best not to get on their bad side because there was a rumor at the Purple Cow that Shebby had killed Mike's wife and did it dressed as a clown. Oh, a rumor. Yes. A, huh. a rumor. A rumor. You know what they say about rumors. Now, this is going to send you through the roof. Oh, no. They would dress up for Halloween at the Purple Cow, uh, at the Purple Clown, at the Purple Cow, and one year, and I will post this picture on Instagram so you can all go through the roof as well, Shebby dressed like a fucking clown. What a cunt. Not even a cunt. Like, what is wrong with you? Holy hell. Like, just to be that blatant, like, you might as well dress up as a fucking middle finger. She has a surviving child, you absolute piece of shit. Yeah, I know. Tell me me someone has, like, tried to take a bat to this woman's face, because holy shit. Well, I'll I'll tell you later where she is, so don't worry. I just want to talk, Sheila Debbie. (laughs) Shebby. I'd like to have a convo. So don't worry, she gets hers. Because DNA testing, like we know, got better. It did. And in 2013, the detectives working on Marlene's now cold case were not giving up. Like, they were so fucking... Good. Because they know that she did it, they just need a stronger case. I hate those cases where it's like... Everyone knows who did right. it, but you can't nail them. Because there's that little, like, you know, one fucking juror will yep. mess it all up. So they started re-questioning all the witnesses to the shooting, anybody that worked with Mike or with Sheila, and they just got the case, like, ramped up again. And they said it was going to take time, but they were hopeful that it would end with Sheila in handcuffs. So Mike and Shebby retired eventually, and they sold the purple cow in December of 2016. Okay. And then they thought they were going to live, like, super happily ever after in their gorgeous second home in the mountains of Virginia, right on the lake. But fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. And also, this house is like, like, I'm like, wow, you want to pretend like you're poor later on? Because she does, and I'll get into it. I'm like, okay. Okay, Shebby. Okay. So it all came crumbling down one day in 2017. Oh, yay. Yay. So the police set it up to look like a roadblock or a checkpoint because they knew that Mike and Chevy were going to be pulling through this little spot. I love this. And they didn't, they, the reason that they didn't like go to her house and arrest her is because like they thought she was like not going to go willingly. Yeah. So they were like, let's make this theatrical. Obviously. So Officer Dewey Fulton, 
Dewey? Dewey. I literally Get out of here. I go, fuck yeah, scream vibes. Deputy Dewey. Deputy Dewey uh, pulled them over and asked for Mike's driver's license and then went around to the passenger side and was like, oh, can I see yours too? And she handed him her little Tennessee fucking license or whatever. And he was like, as soon as I read her license, I said, can you step out of the car, please? Because you're under arrest for the 1990 murder of Marlene Warren. The feeling. The feeling. The feeling. 27 years later. This bitch got away with it for 27 years. And now, Shebby had the right to remain silent. Yes! Goodbye, Shebby Sheb. Oh, what a release. So she was booked in Virginia. um, And she's like, you probably saw it if you looked it up. She's smiling in her booking photo. Oh, yeah, she is. Like, cheesing. Downright cheery. Yeah, she's fucked up. Well, she's She a- looks like she's posing for, like... Like, she's at, like, a Christmas party, and she's posing, like, Literally. yay, we're all having fun. Like, oh, my God, oh, let's do Secret Santa after Someone this. put a lampshade on their head. This is wild. Ah, ha, ha. Ugh. So she was quickly extradited back to Florida to stand, to stand trial, excuse me. Um, and the prosecutors say that there was now, because there was this new DNA testing, obviously, they tested all the evidence again, and they won't say what happened exactly, Ugh. but they say that it is sure to end in, like, a rock-solid case. Yeah. So Chevy will remain behind bars after So we're trial. still waiting for a trial? Yeah, because of COVID, actually. Fuck COVID. Yeah, I know, right? God. So it, it keeps getting like pushed off and pushed off because originally, because she, again, she was arrested in 2017. Yeah. And then there was like, I'm going to get into it, all these like things where she tried to say she was indigent. Is that how you say indigent. it? Indigent. Indigent. Yeah. So, okay. So. Mike Warren told Peter Van Sant, again, that guy from CBS News that Marlene's mom talked to. Yep. And she was like, yeah, she told me that you should look into Mike if anything happened. Yep. So now Mike's talking to this guy and this guy's like, motherfucker, motherfucker, you have something to do with this. But Mike said, if I thought she had anything to do with this, I wouldn't have been with her. You're a, an actual idiot. And it's like, no, if you had any respect for anybody at all, you wouldn't be with her because she was the number one suspect in your wife's murder and you know it as well as everybody else does. Even if you knew she had absolutely nothing to do with it, which, come on. Like, lie. You would still be with the woman who was the number one suspect yes. who in most people's mind is the murderer of your wife. Like, you think that you were going to get away with that for like another 27 years? Okay, bud. Like, I'm sorry. You have to walk away from true love, Mike. Yeah. Okay. True, true love. Ugh. So Shebby also maintains her innocence and she writes all these letters to Mike and her mom from jail as inmate number 009956. Ooh. And I don't know. I just right. like wanted to like say her inmate number because I'm like, out there. fuck you. Fuck you, girlfriend. Hate you. Um, all of Sheila's mail is being collected and copied by the prosecution in case nice. she like slips up or admits anything. Uh, so far, she hasn't. She found God in prison. Uh, don't they all i know she got baptized don't they all yep and then she wrote to mike god knows i wouldn't hurt anything or anyone that's not me and i know the world is still full of evil and wrongdoing but that is not me and i pray that the world could be a better place for everyone first of all fuck you yeah Chevy, second please. of all anybody who finds god in prison finds god because they teach you that whatever you did God will forgive you if you yep. just find him. You're so just it's trying, trying to get into heaven. Giveaway. It's a dead giveaway that you did it. Because exactly. if you were innocent, you wouldn't be trying to find something to justify what you did. Exactly. You know who else found God in prison? Son of Sam. Most of them. Find- yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody. You know who else did? Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. So he ate people. Yeah. So how do you feel, Sheb Sheb? So cool. So according to the Sun Centennial, uh, that's where I got the quote that I just read where, like from her letter. Um, they also say that Shebby's lawyer is like this super high power defense attorney, most likely like costs a lot of money, I would assume. Yeah. They say that he's not worried about the prosecution using Shebby's mail at trial because he said there isn't going to be anything that's relevant to the case. No, oh, okay. And he was like mad about it. He's like, you know, like prisoners need like deserve rights like they wouldn't be reading her mail if she was out on the outside like that's a felony and it's like she doesn't they could probably get a search warrant for it yeah exactly and also she sucks well and like she's in prison so she doesn't have that right anymore so she lost that right when she went to prison or she lost that right when she shot somebody wearing a clown suit when she like shot a mother who's she was like fucking her husband behind her back yeah exactly so so yeah yeah Thank you, though. Yeah. Good try, though. Thank you for that lesson in morality. Good try, rich guy. Yeah. Uh, So in any case, Shebby could be in trouble, like I said, because she claimed herself to be indigent 
what did you say? Indigent. Indigent. Sorry. It's like indigestion. It is. She, so she said she's poor and she filed a motion claiming that she needed the Justice Administration Commission to help her pay for like all these outstanding fees from her case. Um, and the only problem with that is that all like everything that she and Mike have together is adds up to hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and assets. <laughs> Doesn't sound too indigent to me. No, exactly. So WPTV like wrote this article about it and that's what they said. So hopefully we'll be able to get more information when the trial on when the trial is going to happen, because like I said, it just keeps getting postponed because of COVID. I want it to happen. And according to an Oxygen TV article that I read, Shebby is enjoying watching TV shows like America's Got Talent and reading Danielle Steele novels while she's in solitary confinement. Ew, can you imagine knowing that she's watching you on TV? No. And also, I love that they had to put her in solitary confinement so that nobody would kill her. So nobody would beat the shit out of her. Exactly. So um, that's annoying. And it seems like some of her letters to Mike saying that she has it so bad in there might be exaggerating a little bit. Might be a bunch of bullshit. So that's cool. Wow. So um, hopefully we can do an update to this case yeah. and find out and we can read her verdi guiltic, I was <laughs> going to say. Hopefully we can read that verdi guiltic. That guilty verdict. I, once the Rona clears on out of here. Oh my God. I'll go to the trial. I want to see this so bad. Yeah. We will definitely do an update on this. 100%. Holy shit. Because she obviously did it. The fact that she murdered someone wearing a clown suit. It's like, why? The other thing too is it's like, it's, I think, what did I say? It was like May? I'm like, yeah. Why, why did you wear a clown suit? Yeah. What was the meaning behind? And that's why I want her to get like the guilty verdict. So hopefully she'll right. crack at some point and just admit that she did it. Right. And I then think- we can finally hear like, why like i know why you did it because you're like a filthy piece of shit right you were you wanted to sleep with her husband but why the clown suit the only thing that i can think of for the clown suit is i oh oh i didn't even fucking say this i think that marlene liked clowns because um i you should watch the 48 hours documentary on this i got a lot of information from there but i left out some stuff obviously because i'm not gonna like write the whole episode (laughs) for brevity (laughs) for brevity but I think Marlene liked clowns because she she painted clowns when she was younger. Oh, and that's even weirder. In the beginning of the 48 Hours episode, her mom is showing these two paintings, which are amazing. The fact that she did these when she was a teenager is incredible. And they're of two clowns. That is even more fucked up. Yeah, and now her mom has like a clown room in her house. So I think oh. that Marlene maybe liked clowns. And I think because of the flowers and the balloons, she was supposed to be sending it off as like is that called like a t- not a telegram it's yeah like, like a singing telegram kind yeah of thing. yeah i think that's what it was supposed to be like oh so she even i think she went even further and like used something that used something liked. that she liked against her because she knew that she, she knew would she'd open, open the door exactly because normal people because that's what i was thinking i was like nor nine times out of ten right somebody seeing a clown at the door is gonna be like nope and nope. shut all the lights off and hide right and wait for them to go away well especially now and then they also talked about now that we're just chatting they also talked about um you know, remember in 2016 how there was like that crazy yeah. scare of like clowns. John used to like clowns fuck with everywhere. us and like bang yeah. on the door. Yes, because uh, I was ter- I was terrified. It was scary. I'm sorry if you're a clown. I'm terrified of clowns. I, I mean, used to cry at the circus. Phobia. You cried at the circus. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad made a clown apologize to me. That's the best in thing the ever. Of the circus. I love that. <laughs> um, but. In the 48 hours, they brought that up, that whole 2016 scare. Mm-hmm. And it was like Joe was go- having a really hard time during all of that. Marlene surviving Oh, I can't son. imagine. Because it probably just brought back all... Because the clowns in 2016 were fucking terrifying. And they were everywhere. Everywhere. And they were just being weird. Yeah, and like literally just like walking behind your car or something. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Nuts. I'm so glad that Joe is doing so well. I know, and, and his I, construction ugh. company. And I really hope that for Joe, I hope he gets to see some fucking justice. I know, and I hope that somehow Mike gets, like, I hope he's involved somehow to the point where he can be behind bars as well. Oh, I hope so. Because you can't tell me that he did not know this was happening. No, if they were having an affair mm-hmm. and she killed her, that, come on. Right. Come on. And then it's like you go to prison and then pretty soon after you get out of prison, you, and you go marry her. Marry her. It's yeah. like, OK, if you really gave a shit about your wife at all. And this was just like a stupid affair that right. happened. There's no way in hell that you would marry that woman. No, and there's no way. The other thing that's annoying is then you go on and you live basically the same life with this woman that you had with Marlene. Yeah, you, you just open a business her. together and you like get a second like a beautiful home it's like that's exactly what you did with marlene and And if i was shirley or not shirley i would say that if i was sheila i'd be like well 
what happens when he offs me. Yeah, but she's not worried because she did it. Exactly. So she's like, no one else is going to do it. Exactly. And it's like, Joe is still alive. Your ch- like, her child, who you fathered... Right. ...is still alive. You're flaunting that right and in front of his like, face. And you're just like, you don't give a shit. Like, your shit is more important than that kid, and that's so fucked up. Exactly. And you just left him. Yeah. Ugh. So much wrong in this You case. know what, Mike? If you're listening, go fuck yourself. Honestly. And Sheila, can't wait to see you get a guilty verdict. Bye, Sheb Sheb. Bye, Shebby. So yeah, that was the case of the really, really fucking sad case of Marlene Warren's murder. That's truly fucked up. And I really can't wait to see Shebby get what she deserves. Me neither. So if you want to see all the pictures of Shebby, especially when she dresses like a clown. Oh, I want to see that. Unbelievable. I'll post that one. Um, But you can follow us on Instagram at Morbid Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. A Morbid Podcast. Send us a Gmail. Morbidpodcast at gmail.com. Shop our merch at shop.morbidpodcast.com. Buy tickets to the Halloween event. And listen to Crime Countdown. Yeah, on Parcast Network. Mm, Yeah. We hope you keep listening. And we hope you keep it weird. But not so weird that you feel the need to like serve somebody a telegram and dress up as a clown and give them flowers and balloons and not just leave after that. Like actually shoot them in the face because that's really fucked up and not necessary and not like uh, allowed. And just leave your significant other if you want to have an affair. Yeah, just that's fucking leave them. Not so weird that you have an affair. Oh, it's so annoying. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, weirdos. We have a ton of episodes that we think you will just love, but if you scroll down the feed just a bit, there's one we think you should definitely check out if you missed it. Episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, is one of our favorite episodes. And you might even get a little bit more out of it, especially in light of the viral TikTok series, Who the Fuck Did I Marry, that is taking the internet by storm. Here's the deal, you guys. Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson, they wanted to spend their lives together. But there was a catch. They were already married to other people. So they did as deviants do, and they devised a mischievous and murderous plan to rid themselves of their respective spouses. But just how far were they willing to go with their lies? And would they get away with it? You can find this episode by following Morbid and scrolling back a little bit to episode 531, Tom Bird and Lorna Anderson Eldridge, or by searching Morbid Bird Anderson wherever you listen to podcasts.